All right, welcome friends. Today we're super excited to be joined by Jay Bree. Welcome, Jenna. Hello, thank you for having me. <laughs> we are so excited because we have been obsessed since Hanford Prep and now we are here today to talk about the bonds that tie. Now, we just get a little bit of an overview to start with from, from your bio, saying you are a dreamer, a writer, a mother, a farmer and a cat wrangler. The order of priorities change daily. I love that. <laughs> I might need to update this a little bit because our farm's gone from like a couple of cats to like every animal under the sun. So, <laughs> so all rounder wrangler yep. now. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Um, and you spend your time daydreaming about all of your book boyfriends, which I think is something that we can all uh, relate to. Um, and then listening to your partner moan about how the wine grapes are growing. Yeah. <laughs> that is most of my evenings, yes. <laughs> and look, again, this is extremely relatable, but being a snack bitch to your kids, like literally I feel like that is one of the only reasons I exist for my kids to be their snack bitch. Oh, 100%. 100%. I'm, I'm even known as the snack queen with my daughter's um, cheerleading friends. So when we have to go to competitions, I'm the one that brings the snacks for all the girls. And it's like, you know, come on, guys. As I say, you're winning the, pop- you're winning the popularity contest. That's I all. They, they don't even go to their parents. They're like, hey, Beck, what cookies did you bring this time? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So dark, this series is dark romance, paranormal reverse harem. Yep. All of my favorite things jammed in. <laughs> Just going to say, it's literally ticking all the, all the boxes for us. Um, and honestly, we just couldn't put it down. Like we are addicted to it. Um, so we've got Ollie, Oleander, who I love, by the way. Um, she is, it starts with her being in a car accident with her mum and her mom, like her mum's bonds and which killed them all. And also alludes to something happening there with her with her power as well, which has traumatised her. And then we fast forward five years down the track to where she's been tracked down and like very severely manhandled for a 19-year-old girl. Like I feel really sorry. <laughs> I, know, I feel like maybe they should have eased up a little bit there. I need to get oh, aggressive. No. Like she's just a 19-year-old girl. Like come on now. And so we start getting into kind of the politics about bonds and how bonds work and how essentially like, you know, you get tested, you find out who your bonds are and basically you're just meant to go and be with those people cement the bonds and whatever else and so she has been on the run for five years so she's kind of like persona non grata with everybody because they're like how dare you have a mind or a thought outside of what our normal process is but I mean you know it was a bit harsh in the old interrogation room yeah um I did have I did have I've had quite a few people um say that to me and I'm like I enjoy uh, very much the overdramatic male love interest. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, some of these, some of these powers that they've got, like this guy can just completely incapacitate her. She's just sitting there. Like, I mean, in saying that at this point, they believe that she doesn't have any power. So well, she's yeah, not letting anybody... This is the thing, right? They're like holding her down, but they think she's a reject. I'm like, just ease up a little bit. Hey, like she's holding her down. And they're like, you know what? Like one of your bonds is a councilman and um, how dare you embarrass him. So now we're going to put a chip in you and essentially you will blow up if you try and take it out. Uh, I'm like, whoa, okay. (laughs) Uh, Slow down here, buddy. Also, the fact that they all seem to think it's totally fine for her to be raped. Like, you know, it's cool. Like, you just need to lay down, do your job as a woman, spread your legs and just cement all these bonds. You're done. And I'm like, totally hating North, like immediately at that point. Like, just he's my least favorite person. Um, My job here is done. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, my job here is done. Like, that's (laughs) 
<laughs> I was like, everyone's going to hate him. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, no, hate him, hate him. But you know what? Pissed me off even more. Like, they didn't even feed her. Like, that's just harsh. They didn't feed her, but he, they also didn't know that she wasn't fed, like, for four days or whatever she was in. But there. he's just like, also doesn't give a shit though. He's like, please, my staff know better than to starve you. So I'm sure you got something like, just get over it. Stop being mm-hmm. a whiny little brat. Um, I'm like, dude, come on now. And so obviously she's got five bonds, four of them come into the room and they're all like immediately hostile with her. Um, and my least favorite drops from North down to Knox because he just becomes my most hated character. <laughs> she's I just, I mean, we'll get to it, but there's a lot of things about Knox. I I actually said to Amanda after a couple of chats, I like listen. Now we thought that Hennifer Prep was pretty intense with the bullying. Just brace yourself for what you're gonna feel in this one. And I was like, I sent her a Snapchat and I was like, um, like, I am so anxious about her bullying. Like, I just feel so terrible for her. I think you're only like two chapters in at that point. I know. <laughs> because obviously from the reader's perspective, you're getting more than what they're getting. So they're all butthurt that she's ran away, believing that, that she's rejected them and whatnot. But you already know from her perspective that that's not what's happened. She's obviously ran to keep them safe. We don't know why. But, yeah, you you're kind of immediately like feeling sorry for her because you're like, Jesus, guys, how about ask some questions here? Like, don't just jump right in. And again, like, it comes down to communication, doesn't it? Like, yeah. I think with Hannaford, I kind of had more, like I was a little bit more like, how far can I take this? Whereas with Ollie, I was like, how far can I really push this to make sure that everybody really hates these guys? It's so funny because um, a lot of the responses of people be like, I hate North and I hate Knox. And it's, it's usually those two. Um, but everyone's like, I hate, I hate these two. And I'm like, good. I'm glad. Like, <laughs> I've done my job. That's exactly what I want here. <laughs> and, well, the thing is, like, it was all the little details as well. Like, you know, that they put her in like this tiny little like college room in this dorm room they're like rich as all hell but they put her in this tiny dorm room with like not even a proper blanket on this bed with the springs all sticking through it and I'm just really envisioning like she's done her best and then she's just being like totally tortured I'm like dude give her a break yeah I'm not one that I can normally be like no Amanda listen just it's because they're feeling this way but even I was like wow this is she was disgusted over the bed she's like I was really they put her in that little room (laughs) listen the harder they fight the harder they fall I'm very it's yeah yeah Yeah. and like I said um you know immediately though you fall in love with Atlas because he's Mm -hmm. the first person in the bond to just be like look clearly something's going on here like you just you haven't just left us like how could you leave me firstly? So I'm amazing. Uh, so obviously, <laughs> and he just starts showing her all these little kindnesses and, you know, everything that she needs to kind of get through. Because I think that without him and then when she meets Sage, you know, she would have been like completely broken. But, you know, there's some pretty like crazy shit going on at this school, which the Dravens, you know, own. Uh, you know, this tack team training, like, oh, that's a bit hectic. <laughs> I know, it's like Survivor on steroids. <laughs> oh, my God. And then how she's like, when they go down to the basement and, like, people are literally, like, covered in blood and they're, like, unconscious and there's, like, little red lights flashing everywhere, like, here's another one. And she's like, <laughs> okay. Like it was it was like the hunger games <laughs> and i mean it was awesome um but i felt really bad for her that she didn't have her like she couldn't use any of her powers and then she got to the end first and she bloody got chloroformed like she just cannot get a break 
It was so funny. One of my uh, one of my beta readers, when they read that, they were like, "You are the worst. You will not give this girl anything." And I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> that's, I know that's, she that's cannot get it. a break." And I mean, she's got no money. She can't get a job. She's literally got to be in her room by like six o'clock. She can't order any food in, and she's got to go to this terrible like food hall to get her food. So it's like devastating. The food she, can't go she can't go anywhere without Gabe. She's got to be followed. And then Knox is one of her teachers. And his public humiliation. Oh, oh my God. Brutal. But her comeback, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's got to hurt. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, one of my beta readers did not speak to me for a while after that one. She was just like, that is a particular trauma for me that you have somehow managed to dredge up and I'm not okay <laughs> with this. And I'm like, sorry. <laughs> my bad. My bad. But he's just so terrible to her. Like Knox, he takes it to another level. Like with the others, maybe not North straight away, but with the others, there's kind of slight moments where you can see like a little bit of where they're coming from like with Gabe he's just so desperate to be loved and so he's so upset about it. he's trying to get some sort of reaction out of her and obviously she's so desperate not to give a reaction because she doesn't want them to know that she left voluntarily to keep them safe mm-hmm. so she's ignoring all of that and he's just so upset that like she just doesn't seem to care that's what he wants from her and Griffin even though he's pretty much a blank face he hasn't really been cool. He's just been kind of like. He's trying to figure things out. He's just turning a blind eye. He's not kind of stepping in. That's probably the extent of his. But North and Knox, they're just like, I mean, every time North North speaks to her, she's just literally like shit on the bottom of his shoe. But Knox is so horrible. So horrible. Like when he was bringing all the girls to the family dinners. (laughs) Oh, my God. I couldn't. I couldn't. How can he do this? Wow. <laughs> Gabe, Gabe is like very much, he's the romantic. Like he's the one who like, he got his heart broken by her leaving. And so all of his responses are very much like the romantic who's been, you know, devastating. Yeah, exactly. Had had his whole like life turned upside down. And so it's very funny to me to what, like to see like, people picking their favorites and stuff like that it's why um laura often asks in like the facebook group um who who people's favorites are because we like to kind of watch it evolve um and i was surprised at how many people didn't pick him because i was like he to me is like the obvious answer because he's such like i guess it depends because even though he is a romantic, like initially he is a bit of a bastard to her, but you can see where he's coming from. So that's why when they start kind of make that truce, it's easier to accept him back into the fold because you're like, look, he was horrible, but at the same time, there were little glimpses in between where you could tell what he was like. I think Atlas was kind of an easy choice because he just was just so accepting from the start. Like there was no judgment. There was all like, here's another phone. So you're not tracked, that sort of stuff. And just giving her the freedom that she so desperately needed. So I I loved Griffin right from the start. I was like, oh, he's broody. The dark and mysterious ones and the broody Mm -hmm. ones. Yeah, I know. And Gabe, I did feel sorry for Gabe. He's he's in my top two. He's in my top two. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) But... I look forward to seeing if that changes. <laughs> God. Don't do that to us. It's already I mean, by the end of Savage Bonds, like Gabe is like way up there. My top two changed like from the start to where it ended up. Yeah. So um, Atlas can only give us so much though because he's in a different state until he finishes his college um, that's, that's that's probably the biggest reason that I thought that people would go for Gabe before Atlas because Atlas, like his actual on-page time in the book is only like, you know, that part at the end. So I thought maybe, I don't know. I mean, I don't really care who people pick as their favourites. <laughs> you know, cool, actually, but... you know, when North lost a lot of points for me was when he didn't stop and get her some bloody pain relief. I'm like, come on, and dude. some tampons or something. Like she's just bleeding all over the place. I know. And like, I can relate to these things. And I was so pissed off for her. And that's when Griffin worms his way in to your heart. And I was like, 
number one straight away i will heal your pain thank you thank you so much plus he brought snacks yeah snacks and then he bought dinner the next night i was like yeah Yeah. we do like that (laughs) we like it it. so i mean yeah he was like he shot up there as well but i love sage so i just loved that like from the very start she had this female like friend who kind of understood where she was coming from, but she was on the opposite side of things really, but yet they were still so accepting of each other. So she has her bond, Riley, her central, who she, who is with Giovanna and she's, he's just kind of, he actually has rejected Sage. So she's just gutted every day, but it's her and then the banter with her and her brother Sawyer. And then eventually Felix who comes in who is like in love with Sage and you're just rooting for them the whole time. Like I'm like, please get together. Um, And Ollie's just like immediately she's, she's my person. Like I will do anything for her. Um, So that becomes quite a central part of the the first book as well. And all the way through the second book, Um, which again, I think was good because without her and without Atlas, I just think, yeah, she's, I adore female friendships in books. It's like one of my favorite things. It's something that um, like I work really hard at because I think that too often, and this isn't a criticism of anyone or anything else like that, but like I think too often um, like if there's a female friendship in a group and then there's like guys and stuff like that, like there's there's usually like some cattiness or there's like something like that. And I just think that like, that doesn't really reflect reflect like real life because that's, that's not how female friendships work in, you know, for me and my experience, like all of my friends I'm like ride or die with, like they're my people. And I really wanted to have that in my books that like, because I think it's such a special thing that women have that we can meet someone and a week later, you don't know how you lived your life before them because they are, you know, your best friend and, you know, you call them for everything and that's like your person. So um, yeah, Sage like kind of came into the book very, very soon after Ollie came to me because there's always for me like that kind of really strong friendship because I don't know how people survive without that. (laughs) Like I don't, I don't know how. So um, yeah, I, and I love how many people have loved Sage. I was really uh, worried because she is, um, she's a very broken character. And like, I think that watching her evolve throughout the story and watching her go from the girl who has been rejected and has lost all of her friends and everything because of that, and then seeing her get decide, stronger. yeah, get stronger and just decide that she doesn't care anymore and she's just going to do her own thing. Like, I think that's really, like, powerful. I've had a lot of people ask me if she's going to get books. So I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. And, I mean, look, it's it's like the Lips and Avery scenario from Hannaford. Like, that is, like... <laughs> iconic and so yeah I don't think it mattered that she was broken though because I think her appeal was in the fact that it didn't matter that she was broken she was just all in with that friendship and she was just like supporting Ollie there was not one thing that could happen with Ollie that would make her bad and you know eyelash she was just like yep okay this is happening whatever and it was just you know no matter what was going on in her life that friendship was there which yeah I really loved that I loved her protectiveness of Ollie as well. She's like, do I need to set these people on fire? Like, <laughs> and the hilarity of her being like, I will set people on fire for you because you can't do anything. And Ollie being like, I can, I just can't. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I could very much do a lot of things, but I can't. <laughs> yes. Um, and so, yeah, throughout the first book, you become more aware of the resistance and how they're kind of trying to take over and they're trying to mess with like really strong bonded groups and powerful bonded groups. And they're taking bonds and kind of brainwashing them and that sort of stuff as well. So there's a few kind of moments throughout there where you see that like people getting taken and that type of um, thing coming through. And then it's also alluded as well that Ollie has spent time with them being tortured but I don't think we quite know you don't know the extent of it yet 
Yeah. And so then Atlas is just like, oh, hey, here I am. Um, I'm here now. Uh, and oh, wow, look, your room's really shit. How about you come and stay with me? Then North, again, shows up in the middle of the night with a whole tack team and just like, no, how dare you? You're outside of your area. You're going to have to move into the mansion with everybody. Yeah, but then I was like, shit's going to get real now. Yeah, I know. It's like the one bed situation, isn't it? It's like the one bed situation. (laughs) But yeah, so they're all in there. She's at this point has made like a bit of a truce with Gabe. So it's Gabe and Atlas and her against kind of North and Knox. Griffin's there. He's not against them, but he's also not at a point where he's going to step in yet. So he's kind of like, you know, common ground between the two groups, I guess. Um, When we get to your favourite part. My favourite part? Yeah, with Knox. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Look, this, this hit me deep. This hit me deep. And you know what? Like, he's like, I'm getting what I deserve from you. Like, and he forces the bond to kind of take over, gets her off. The part that pissed me off the most out of all of it was when he just threw her to the ground like a piece of rubbish and was like, you are broken. Like, you're just like, why have I been stuck with such a useless person? And at that point, I'm like, nah, I'm Snapchatting back. So, because she's already up to the second book at this point, I'm still in the first book. And I'm like, okay, so does Knox get murdered? because um, I think this is the only way this can go. Like there is no coming back from him right now. He is going to get brutally murdered by somebody. Meanwhile, I'm like, yeah, look, I'm still, I think I was 50% in. I'm like, I don't know if he's going to redeem himself yet. (laughs) There is not a huge amount I can say here that isn't a spoiler. So yeah, I... Yeah, I don't think many people were expecting uh, the hallway scene as it's like notoriously become. Um, but yeah, that's Knox. That's that's who he is. But I will <laughs> say that I love that his little nightmare creature Brutus is like <laughs> hanging around yeah. on her shoulder. I yeah, Brutus. <laughs> I. Hmm. Again, how much Brutus is like the one part of Knox that like Ollie can love even when everything is absolutely terrible. And I think that, um, I think also like the hallway scene, a lot of people have kind of been like, you know, she had like no no options. She did have options. Like I need to make that very clear. She could have very, very easily gotten herself out of that situation and she made a choice not to is he an asshole for putting her in that situation a hundred percent because the thing is he didn't know she had options he didn't know exactly that's on him that's on him and he's a that not a good guy (laughs) in that moment not a good guy all right but she the reason that she has so much conflict over the whole thing is she knew she had options and she had options that wouldn't have killed him either like um, make that clear but she chose not to. She chose what she chose. And like, I think that like between like that moment for her and then Brutus, that's why she's very much like, I don't have to like him, but I'm also going to make sure that he's alive and okay. Like that's that's where I can be. I can love Brutus and hate the man. That's fine. Like, yeah. yeah. And she she does she does mention that to the others in the in the second book when they kind of find out what happened and she's like, yeah, but I'm kind of, I mean, I didn't stop it either, so yeah. I kind of yeah, she she does yeah, but I mean that was her favorite scene. She loved that part. <laughs> I did love that Atlas came and started like just basically breaking the the house down like yeah oh I did love that too (laughs) I love that (laughs) and um yeah so that all happens and then you know we're on campus and it's like a normal day but then next minute here comes the resistance and they're all like oh shit so she's in with the shield and Gabe and Atlas are like we need to go and help people don't go anywhere she's in with the shield she's all good but then Sage gets taken and she's just like sees red 
so we already know about um, Nox and North's like nightmare creatures and stuff like that and what they can do. You can you kind of start knowing little bits and pieces. So you start to pick up on the fact that Griffin um, has something, some ability to tell the truth or find out whether people are lying because North continues to kind of like, he'll ask a question then he'll look at, at Griffin, see whether she's answered it correctly or whatever. Um, and we know that Gabe is a shifter, but this is the huge moment where she gets taken to the resistance camp with Sage. Um, and I think one of the biggest surprising parts there was that Gabe followed her. Mm. So you kind of didn't know who it was going to be. You kind of thought it might be Atlas when they say one of my bonds is here because he's just in it. But Gabe's there and she's all of a sudden like, right, well, here comes the power. It's coming out. There's no stopping it now. Um, and yeah, so she can fuck people up real bad. Uh, <laughs> the best way to put that. Yep. <laughs> she can basically trap them inside their own, you know, nightmares until they bleed out of their ears and eyes and mouth and die. So that was gruesome, but awesome as well. Uh, and, you know, then she realizes, okay, so Kieran is a transporter. He's there. They've kind of found them. Kieran gets to them. And he's also changed as well from when he crash tackled a 19-year-old girl down to the ground while she was working at a cafe. I've got a bit of respect for you. Something's going on here. She just basically goes cray cray so my favorite part is when they they get to the rendezvous point and they're in the meadow and then all of a sudden they're just completely surrounded and they were like ollie get behind us get ollie out of here oh, useless she's all like mm. and then she just fully eye contacts knocks just goes black eyes and without even moving she just like kills them all and she's like yeah knocks how about that i said to amanda i'm like that. get to 98 percent. i need you to get to 98 percent because <laughs> shit like that was like the biggest fuck you i've ever seen <laughs> um, that was my funny, favorite part that she was just staring him down like the funny part of that for me is that i don't write chronologically i write whatever i feel like in it and then weave it all together that was the very first thing that i ever wrote in this series was <laughs> her staring knocks in the eye and being like Fuck you. And there you go. I'm way more powerful than you. Uh, yeah. You know. Look, bitch. Are you scared? Yeah. I'm like, this would have to be the best thing I've ever read. I, I know. It. I, I know. love it. And then they're like, okay, North, he's still like immediately everything's negative. Oh, she was trying to run. Like, yeah, she's trying to run straight into the resistance camp. That, that makes sense, North. Like, come on now. And then they get on this plane and they're asleep. Well, she's out of it because she's, you know, used her gift for the first time in so long. And <laughs> I really love that they're like, she's like pretty much unconscious, but then she heals them all. And they're like, oh, well, Bonds can do that. And they're like, and Knox is like, ah, uh, she fixed my broken fingers from like 20 years ago. So, you know, I think it's a little bit more than that. And she's like in her own head, oopsie. <laughs> We're into savage Bonds now. So that's how, sa so that's how savage starts on the plane. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I did, I did love that. Um, so, Griffin decides, okay, I think that we might just start doing these brutal ass training sessions. And I mean, does he really have to do them at 5am? Like, that's just harsh. <laughs> he is very much like the drill sergeant, like. Very much so. Yeah. He's like, who needs sleep? Fuck sleep. Let's just do this. And Exercise all day long, like brutally as well. Um, and so they start kind of, yeah bonding a little bit during those sessions, like finding a common ground. And he is also, because we find out about their, all of their gifts, all of the guys' gifts during here. So we still don't know completely about Ollie's gifts. She just alludes to the fact that she's got like multiple gifts and that the one that they've all seen is not her strongest one. So, but we find out that Griffin can tell whether people are lying or deceiving um and so he kind of starts asking her little questions to try and like get around what you know trying to find out why 
why she ran and what caused it and finds out like that she was taken by the resistance. She does end up admitting that to him, that she was taken by them for two years, but he can't work out why with all of their intelligence, they haven't been able to see that. Like they haven't seen anything about her being held. So that's kind of a big mystery for him. Like, why is she not there? Like, how have they been able to cover this up? Um, and then Ollie's bond just starts going cray cray. And I mean, I loved this part because it was so hilarious because essentially she was like an extremely hormonal woman, horny woman with her period. Like literally that's what her bond was like. Uh, she's just crying all the time. She's extremely horny and she just wants to sniff all of their smells um, all the time and so Gabe and Atlas was like look how about we just like create you a nest with all their clothes and pillows and she's like okay but you can't get in it you can sleep on the floor please don't ruin my nest don't ruin my smell nest because I need it all and I love that Gabe was like I've got an idea and then he goes and steals all their pillows I know, I know. it's my favorite and my other favorite part actually is that she just cannot work out how to get around the mansion. <laughs> she just gets lost like every time. I'm loving that. Um, this is, uh, was the most fun book I've ever written. Like I actually, um, it was the quickest I've ever written a book as well, like of this size. Um, and I think I just had so much fun with all of Ollie's reactions and all of the like, you know, and then the bed sharing and everything else like that. It was just oh so Oh my God, the bed fun. sharing? Again, that's when you're like, shit is going to go down now. <laughs> I With the bed sharing, though, I did actually get really sad for Knox when it was his turn, like, and he was like... Also, oh, his bedroom he's... sounds amazing. His bedroom does sound amazing. I was like, what was Sherry's bed? I want a loft bed <laughs> surrounded by books and amazing things. But just with all of these creatures, like, all around her just sleeping, and then he's just... Oh, but why know. would he not sleep in the bed with him? Like, I just wanted him to give me something. Just he something, gave, Knox. Like, he gave her the creature. No, no. She already <laughs> had Brutus. No. He held her hand at the funeral. I know. And then I was like, <laughs> maybe we're going somewhere. And then, you know, no, we weren't. I, I think he's just very... Also, he calls her poison as well. I know. Like, that's, not a, that's not a very good... But isn't that flower poisonous anyway? I mean... Yeah. Fitting, it's what her name means, Amanda. (laughs) (laughs) I did did love the bed sharing. I did. I did love that. In particular, that was my favourite as well. I loved that she's just like, nobody wants to sleep with me. Um, Like this, I'm forcing myself into into their beds and especially with Griffin because he was like not sleeping near her. And I'm like, how can you think that? Because he was sleeping in your bed for so long before you went away from the college. And then next minute they're working out and he's like, just spit it out. Like, what's your issue? And she's like, you laughed at me. And then he just like kisses her like passionately on the mats, like sweaty, just like got a pin down. And I'm just like, oh, finally, finally. You don't get, you don't girl, get. Girl, she's so end. horny and she's finally getting some action. <laughs> I can't think of anything worse than being surrounded by like the five men who are going to be the most hottest men you've ever seen because oh. they're made for you and yeah. being like, I can't be with any of them. Like none of them. that would be literal torture, this poor girl. No, <laughs> So she's already being bullied and then she's being tortured on that side of things. Like, she's oh got that God. bond inside of her that wants to like bond and do all the bad naughty things, but she can't. And I like at this point because her bond really starts to take over with every aspect of her life. Like once she's utilized this gift, her bond's like, cool, we're out to play now. Let's get this going. And she's um, quite murderous too in this book. Every time murderous. Her gift is like, I want to kill them. I want to kill that person. That person, that person must die. <laughs> He's dead. Uh, Giovanna, she's gone for sure. Um, <laughs> one of the councilmen gets stood down and then he comes to attack at the... Um, mansion to attack north and north is outside with all of his nightmare creatures and they're like just stay inside ollie and she's like 
black eyes and I'm just like I love it because they're just like oh shit tell sure they're coming in hot I'm like <laughs> I've got no chance here I did find it interesting with all the things that, like after they find out what she's actually capable of that they don't get her to actually just wipe these people out why don't they just take her to these camps and wipe? yeah them? I don't know so yeah that's one of the questions that we have going on there's an answer for that. <laughs> well, oh, well, obviously. We figured, we figured. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this is leads to one of my other um, exciting scenes. And I've just got to find my quote because I just cracked up at this. Um, oh, the, with Gabe? No. Yeah, with Gabe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the puppy. <laughs> yeah. And so like all of the, so she finds out North. <laughs> nightmare creatures oh no they just they're, just they're rabid the they, will, okay. they will bite even north like nox has control of his north they're rabid. yeah and then so here comes one of nox's uh north's crazy giant creatures and she's like oh hello you're so cute your name oh augustine august yeah she's like giving him like this massive um like pat and everybody's just like oh what's happening uh now i'm trying to find it but it's gabe and he's like what and i cannot stress this enough the fuck is happening right now (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like yeah this is awesome and then she's like how dare you put him away now he thinks i'm cranky at him (laughs) (laughs) i don't love him i do love him he's my equal favorite with brutus sorry why would you do that to me, you nasty man? Her, like, possession of the nightmare creatures, the fact that, like, she doesn't even count them as, like, their nightmare creatures, that they, like, co-parent and they share them because, yeah. like, she <laughs> deserves to have them as well. Like, I, I, that's one of my favourite things about them because I just love that she's like, you will give him to me. We half and half. Like, just yeah. give me the puppy. And he's like, it's not a fucking puppy. And she's like, just give him to me. I love that she refers to him as puppies. It's the funniest thing. Actually, that was one of the, we put a thing out to some of our listeners and said, if you've got questions. And someone did say, how did you come up with the nightmare creatures being dogs? (laughs) So. Um, I will say that not all of the creatures are dogs. So they come in all different like shapes and sizes and everything else like that. But um. I'm not even 100% sure. It just, it was one of those things that came out in the writing that like I knew, I knew that she would end up with a smoke creature and everything else like that. But then the more that like I got into the story, the more that it just made sense that like they would be these like terrifying, like, I don't, I should, I should say that I think the Dobermans are gorgeous before anybody thinks, but, but they are often portrayed as like these terrifying, like, like rabid, like scary creatures. And I just loved the idea of her being like, it's a puppy. It's so cute. And everyone being like, ah, it's not. And she's like, but it is. It's the cutest puppy I've ever seen. Like, yeah, I I adore them. (laughs) What about the names? Where did you come up with those (laughs) most ridiculous names? (laughs) I love it. It's so funny. I'm I'm notoriously the worst at naming people and things, um, as you can tell by Avery, Aiden and Atticus, three <laughs> names in an MFM. That just is silly. Um, <laughs> or the fact that Harley's name is Harley Iva Arba. Still <laughs> not great. <laughs> but uh, I was, it was just something I was joking around with Laura. I was like, I should name them something like really, really ridiculous and over the top. And she's just like, I'm just I'm just going to like wash my hands of this. We both know you're going to name them whatever you want to anyway. And I just, yeah, I thought it was funny because she was trying to pull the piss out of uh, Knox and be like, oh, you'd name it something stupid like Brutus. And then she was like, oh, I like that. I like Brutus. (laughs) Yeah. And I also like that she's like walking down the hallway and the nightmare creatures are there and everyone's like terrified and she's like oh my god I'm not a monster why are you looking at me like that and they're like ah it's the nightmare creatures it's not you (laughs) I, I also I just think um especially for her like the fact that her first like the first time she saw them was when Knox was using them against the resistance and she was scared at the time of watching these like smoke beings like consuming people and everything else like that and she was like oh my god what is happening 
And yet that still didn't like color her opinion of Brutus when she first, like when she actually sees him, she's like, oh, it's a little puppet. You know what I mean? Like I just, yeah. <laughs> He's mine. I'm taking him now. Um, yeah. So then we've obviously got the, a couple of big moments. So after the, after the big like fight in the front lawn, they take the people down to the cells to question them. And one of the resistance calls her a render and she's like, says to Griffin, don't ask me about it. I can't talk about it. Like, but Griffin knows what she is at that point. So does Kieran. Um, so it's kind of, again, cementing that relationship between them. Uh, but they all decide, you know, despite all of this shit going on, we should go to a party. Like that makes sense. And so they go to this party um, and <laughs> Felix um, and Sage at this point is deciding maybe we'll kind of test the waters out, see how things go. Felix's sister is like a mega bitch and she ruins it all. Um, and everyone has to go home and it's her night to sleep in Griffin's bed. He's already flirted with her and said, Hey, make sure you wear that play suit to my bedroom, blah, blah, blah. So she's like, okay, cool. Walks in and the bed smells like perfume. And immediately her bonds just like, hell no. Fuck this, where is Fuck this shit? He's in the shower. She's just like, nah. The bond is like, no, it takes over. She's basically not consenting. He's not consenting, but it doesn't matter because they cement their bond to each other. Um, Then at the end, it was absolutely horrifying. (laughs) She is a virgin. She has bled everywhere. North comes in. There's blood everywhere. They're all there. naked. (laughs) So that's it. And then North's like, hey, um, I don't, I didn't know you were a virgin. Do you need the morning after pill? I'm like, oh my God, (laughs) even more. (laughs) (laughs) It just like sums him up though. He's like, listen, all of this has happened logistically. Let's, let's talk about what you logistically need. The morning after pill. But I like how originally he's like, whatever you need, I'll get it for you. And she's like, okay, whatever. And he's like, you know, like the morning after pill, like, do you need that? I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, stop it. It's like, actually, that would probably be a really good idea. <laughs> like, oh shit. Uh, yeah, that's true. But I think this is like where you start actually realizing that, yes, North has been an asshole to her this whole time, but he's actually feeding the bond. Like he's trying to get, give the, like show the bond respect. Which he's been doing things like getting her food for her and doing things like that. But at the same time, you know, I just feel like he's one of those people that's extremely intelligent, has no social skills. And perhaps that's just why all of his interactions with her have been very fucking awkward and rude uh, because he just doesn't like get things on a social level. I just don't feel like he's got that level of things. He still doesn't know why she ran. Yeah so she goes into the shower oh yeah griffin can talk in her head now and um it's all just like and like you're kind of getting yourself off in there bond i know and you're kind of thinking like griffin might be a bit upset like because he might be like oh like i did want to bond with her but like it was forced upon me like i didn't have it but he's just like yeah cool this is awesome (laughs) first in and uh he's like yeah by the way let's give this a try without the bond taking over and also, because I can just get rid of your pain, you don't have to worry about, you know, that soreness down there. Let's just give it another go. And I'm like, that's really ideal, isn't it? Like, it does come in handy. He is a true gentleman. A true gentleman. And by that point, like, they're so lovey-dovey. I'm just like, oh, Griffin, yes. Um, but I must say, like, we did go past the point where Gabe takes her out to show her what his gift is and the fact that he can oh, he can shift the animal uh but at that point he ups his like flirt game and starts talking dirty to her and i'm like you know her yeah i'm like whoa gabe okay (laughs) god can't you just cement it with gabe gonna happen right now as you as a panther i don't know i don't know i don't know i know um 
but then it didn't so <laughs> it didn't. I know yeah look the funniest part out of the whole book I'd have to say is when Sage calls her up devastated because she's had sex with Felix and set an entire building on fire I mean look let's be honest <laughs> what an orgasm <laughs> <laughs> firstly amazing secondly entirely embarrassing Go Felix, Go <laughs> Felix. I, no, and I love I love who was it that made the comment about it, it was like Jesus oh, yeah. like good on Felix he's always making inappropriate <laughs> comments <laughs> but yeah so um yeah that was a bit awkward for sage like oh hopefully that happens every time time. north went with her as well he's like well i mean you're going on a rescue mission so i'll just come with you so she's like i've got to go in and save her she's locked herself in the bathroom naked i mean the flames are taking over the building i'll just jump in there he's like hell no she's like just give me the dog i'll take the dog he's like it's not a fucking dog it's a nightmare (laughs) creature (laughs) <laughs> but anyway he ends up conceding along came comes augustine they're just <laughs> tuttering along up the hallway all nice and sage is like oh my god this is the worst night of my life like i literally had mind-blowing sex now i can hear felix in my head uh didn't think that was happening because i've already got a bond and so at this point it starts coming out like okay the resistance might actually be tampering with people's bonds more than just taking bonds and stuff like that you're like um, maybe she's actually the central for her bond and that's what they're like that's kind of the conclusion they come to because ultimately only a central should be able to to do those types of things so they're like okay riley was obsessed with her why all of a sudden did he change and so it come they come to that conclusion that Giovanna she's somehow mixed with the test results she's also mind controlling Riley and that's why he shifted so greatly um but Sage is all in nesting mode with Felix which I just love and so he's like hang on what's going on here because they don't tell him straight away obviously and he's like "Mm, this doesn't look good um but you know eventually Ollie just blurts it all out and she's like well you know, don't get angry at North. He did the right thing and he covered all of this up. Didn't tell anybody your sister set the building on fire after she fucked somebody. So he's a good guy, like ultimately. Um, he brought me a coffee after. So He bought us a coffee afterwards, exactly. And he knew what type of coffee that she drank. So that was another little point in his favour. And also that he was like, look, I want to give you the benefit of the doubt. Just give me something. Like, so she's trying to work out how they can build that. But oh, actually, I must admit, I was pretty pissed off that Gloria fired her and told her that she was evil. Like, that's just not nice. That wasn't nice, was it? Anyway, so to jump to that part, that really annoyed me. <laughs> the amount of people who were like, why did this happen? What is going on? And I'm like, um, I just, I can't say anything. So it annoyed me because she was like, the Dravens are great down to the core but you're not you're evil I'm like really Mm, it's a lot to be desired on their behalf at the moment Gloria so you know (laughs) (laughs) so yeah anyway Knox North and Griffin they go on a mission to destroy some resistance camps and Ollie and all that I just want to stop you here did that did that get you going because you have a thing for like like dudes that dress up in like SWAT gear I did that know. i feel that gave north and knox some points in my book just <laughs> wise not personality wise but absolutely like you know i could get it on with them they just can't talk while we're doing it that's all there's something about like a very like well-dressed man suddenly coming out in like full-on like you know the tacky yeah and then like showing that other side of themselves of being like hey he's the councilman and the professor but actually they're fully trained and will kill everybody like that today I'm like yes love that (laughs) see see yeah oh no I'm I'm not disagreeing but like I was like yeah she really doesn't like North and Knox but will this give them some points Um, oh, because, you know, she bonds with Griffin and then Knox is like, yeah, we well, got what you wanted now. You trapped him. I'm like, Knox, you're being a bit contradictory here. Like, is she trying to trap you or is she holding it back? Which way is it? You can't have it both ways here. Oh, he's so confused. I know. Anyway, they leave and uh, 
And so Ollie and the brain team are like sitting there like, hey, let's try and work this out. Maybe the resistance is a little bit more involved here. Like maybe they've infiltrated us more than we know. Uh, and so it's like, oh yeah, by the way, <laughs> I am a technokinetic and uh, that chip in your neck's actually like transmitting to the East Coast. So, I mean, is that meant to be occurring? Gabe's like, what the fuck? There's a chip in your neck? I know. And that's when you first find out that they actually don't know about it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Atlas knew about it. She told Atlas, but Gabe didn't know. And, and she's like, yeah, well, I can't take it out. I'll get blown up. I didn't know. Gabe didn't know that it would explode. He, yes. they, they all know that it's in there, but okay. they did not know that it would explode. And he definitely, well, none of them know that it's transmitting to the East Coast. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So they're like, they basically just decide, we'll just do a surgery here. We'll take it out. I'm like pretty confident I can stop it from like blowing up if it's going to occur so um they get it out of her neck and next minute like you know again because not like there's a lot of shit going on and people are dying everywhere but she's got to go for a job you know um so she goes to Griffin's sister's cafe she's working there and then there's an attack and Griffin's sister is taken and so her and Kieran decide I think we could I think we could take everybody on here. So they go after the sister and this is the brutal cliffhanger that we're left on, which is that this man that Ollie has been like kind of alluding to for a little bit about how she's terrified of ever coming across him again, Silas Davies, he's there. Somehow they've got a shield or somebody who can completely render them unable to, to move. And Atlas's dad is there. Mm. and then it got me thinking well atlas what were you taking these phone calls from mummy dearest about like i'm sorry but he had to drop out of the top two at that point because he's on the he's on the edge for me now i don't think atlas is bad i feel like he was sent to spy though by his by his family he knows that his family's a part of the resistance but he didn't want to do their bidding he just wants to bond that's my thoughts um <laughs> But yeah, so, you know, that's where we're left. She's there. She kind of says, sorry. Oh, and they find out she's a soul render. And Kieran puts two and two together that she actually has been referred to the whole time um, in the paperwork. Yeah, Atlas knew what she was. Infinite weapon, IW. Yeah, and Atlas knew that terminology. So that's why I think he definitely knows stuff but i don't know necessarily if he 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 even told her that he had secrets so he did say that to her oh, oh that lets him off the hook doesn't it mm -mm. i mean he didn't you know finger banger against the wall and then drop i hope she bonds with Knox so. before him how dare you no I'm not talking to you right i'm now. saying nothing i'm <laughs> going to sit quietly in the corner and not say a word <laughs> <laughs> okay so here's some questions what inspired you to kind of want to write this paranormal reverse harem? Um, I love reverse harems. I love them. I read a lot of reverse harems. I would say that um, of like the genres, I probably, I'm probably firmly 70% of the books that I read are reverse harems. Um, as a writer, I struggle with the logic of it, which I know sounds really, really strange, but like, Hannaford was completely crafted as me being like, how would a reverse harem work in a contemporary world? Like, what would it have to, how would it have to work for me to believe it and write it sort of thing? And um, Ollie definitely came from that as well, because I was like, what if it's like that the whole society is made up of these little harems, either reverse harems or harems? And like, that is how these people are like, you know, that's like the magic of it and like the whole world of it. And um, I just love the idea of like an underestimated heroine. I always love like the the girl who people look at and go, she's nothing and she's actually incredibly powerful. That's something that pops up in my books all the time. And Ollie just walked into my head the same way that Lips did. I was very much like, this is like the world that makes sense for her. And I, I love it. Like I'm obsessed 100%. with this world. So yeah. oh, same. <laughs> same. Um, uh, 
out of all the guys, who was your favorite to write? Uh, depends on who I'm writing. <laughs> so um, during um, Broken Bonds, it was probably Gabe was my favorite to write. Um, during Savage Bonds, Griffin and North, and I'm writing Blood Bonds at the moment and spoilers, so I won't tell you who's my favourite in this one. <laughs> so Blood Bonds is due to come out in December. So is that kind of the schedule for the six books in this series? Like you, you kind of planning that maybe it'll be kind of every three months-ish or is it just going to fit into whenever you can get it done? So at the longest, it'll be every three months. I'm hoping to have them out a little bit sooner, but it really depends on the covers. Um, so writing-wise, I can get them out every other month, um, but because we're working with, you know, um, a very, very talented um, illustrator, it very much depends on when she can get um, us into her schedule. So um Blood Bonds, we did actually want to bring out a little bit sooner, but um, can't. So that that date is definitely setting because I've had a lot of people ask if we can move it forward. We can't. It's set in stone for that one. Um, but, yeah, the longest people will have to wait is three months. That's awesome. I love that. That's a good that's a good time period as well. Yeah. Um, it's, not, it's not too long at all. Like it's quite a quick turnaround really for, for novels. What was your favourite scene to write? So my favorite for Broken Bonds was definitely um, Ollie staring Knox in the eyes and and getting everyone. That's I wrote it first. That was definitely one hundred percent that one. Um, I loved most of Savage. Let's be serious. Um, <laughs> It's really obscure and stupid, but my favourite part was probably Ollie sitting in the bathtub with Brutus suddenly becoming. Oh, and he was with her. That yeah. was hilarious. I it love that. She tells them all afterwards how he loved like the bubbles and. Yeah, and <laughs> everybody was like, like, "Yeah, he loves it," and he's like, "The fuck." Seriously. And it's so, that is so funny to me, especially because like north and griffin are like oh my god it's like a nightmare creature but atlas and gabe are like oh my god nox is watching you take a bath you <laughs> can see through the dog because <laughs> i have like different yeah. entirely which just make me laugh so hard <laughs> they all think so differently it's amazing <laughs> so yeah i mean these are the questions that we're left with at the end of savage bond firstly who who is silas <laughs> like who is he and what can he do? What actually will happen if she bonds with all of them? Like, I, no, I don't want to tell you my theories. No. No, no. no. Just biting my lip over here. I'm just trying not to have any facial expressions, biting my lip. <laughs> <laughs> this one, do question three. This was the one you're like, mm. Yeah. So Amanda's like, is he even part of the bond? Is Knox part of the bond? And I'm like, yeah, but he gets really def- she get her bond gets defensive of him and she's got a creature maybe he's been planted by the resistance (laughs) and she's like maybe his blood work got mixed (laughs) blood work got mixed up (laughs) so at this point yeah that that that's where he's sitting in my mind at the moment he's not even a part of the bond the thing that i was not expecting was how many people loved kieran and how many people are asking whether or not he's going to end up in the bond i was not expecting Uh people to love him as much didn't think he would be in the bond but i do love kieran now Hated him initially. He's now in my favorites list. So yeah, I think he's a nice friend to have. Yeah, and handy because he can just transport you around as well. So that's that's handy. But wouldn't be opposed to a sixth. I'm just saying. So hashtag why choose? <laughs> um, also, why was Atlas's dad at the Resistance camp? Who knows? Who knows why he's there? I mean, you you know. <laughs> he's like is uh, does atlas have an ulterior motive for wanting to bond with ollie yeah. and he wants to keep an eye on someone in particular as well who are you keeping an eye on who me oh yeah gracie calling it out i'm like she obviously I- we find out that she's the one that sabotaged perfume, ollie yeah. put the perfume on the bed 
yeah don't trust that girl there's always got to be a girl you can't trust and that's that's her for me and this one is in all caps with a lot of exclamations after it yeah. when will ollie bond with gay <laughs> i'm like come on so close yet so far Okay, so is is Gabe both of your favorites or Griffin? No, Griffin look, I've probably got I've probably got equal favorites in Atlas, Griffin, and Gabe. Okay. Griffin and Gabe are my but are my top two. Okay, yeah. Hmm. Um, Again, I look forward to seeing if that changes. I did put that in. I know you're going to break my heart at some point with them, so I, know, I can't <laughs> wait to have my heart broken. Fantastic. <laughs> Um, all right, so these are just some other serious questions. What is your favorite color? Uh, black. <laughs> that seems to be quite common with these authors. But Cadence did specify that she's only matte black. Matte black, she was very specific. <laughs> what? Well, I, I like that. I would I'd probably lean towards that too. I might steal that off of. Matt Black. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll put Matt Black down. Do you have a favorite writing snack or drink? Uh, yes, to both. I basically bleed chocolate. Um, I won't even. I, I won't even show you how much chocolate I have sitting next to me right now. It's not. It's it's embarrassing. It's not even funny. It's embarrassing. Um, and kombucha mm-hmm. because I'm not allowed to drink coffee anymore. So <laughs> kombucha it is. Need a substitute. Mm. <clears throat> okay, look, this one. Um, look, yeah. she's setting you up for failure here, but anyway, go. <laughs> this is how I feel. It's, her. it's not me, it. it's her. It's Beck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've got fuck, marry, kill, kill, kill. harsh guys she's really harsh I can only go with how I feel at the moment so how I feel at the moment it would be fuck Griffin yes please marry Knox (laughs) and kill everyone else (laughs) look this is going to cause some stir on the sofas I can't Uh, wait She's killing Gabe. <laughs> yeah, yeah but- I will. I will point out to everyone that my favorite in every book is the most damaged one. Always, if you can ask me any series, I will point out to you the most damaged person because I generally Knox. She's marrying him, guys. Yeah, but look at that bedroom, and he gave her all the creatures to sleep with. And the Knox in my head is is the knocks that's in all of the books so I have also book six knocks in my head so I'm I'm marrying knocks <laughs> I will see whether I can reassess my thoughts after book six <laughs> at the moment I'm traumatized about that but that's okay uh I there will be some stir and some comments on social media about this we will see we it was a toss-up as well whether, whether it was him or not so God. okay okay you can't you can't like you just can't not love a really broken man yeah yeah and he has creatures Amanda. you stop okay you just stop now out of all the books you have written who would be in your harem if you only get three yeah again sorry again that's her sorry about the the limit i'm well and truly happy with adding to the harem as you go along, but she's not. Nope, three. Well, that's mean. (laughs) (laughs) I know. She tried to do this to me too. Um, Okay, if it's only only books that are out, that makes it easier for me. Yes. So does it mean that we've ever met them or that they've had a book? Whatever your choice is. You decide. Okay. I'll let you have that. Okay. So if it's only the books that are that that people are, you know, ca- main characters in, then it would be 
Ash, yes, Tommy, mm-hmm. and Knox. Oh, Tommy, God, be <laughs> a brutal harem. Like, if if it was any characters that had I had ever introduced anywhere, it would be uh, Nate, Rue, and Knox. And are you hearing that? Knox is in like all of these things. Oh, I heard it. I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like for that first harem choice, you'd probably have to spend quite a lot on like psychologists and stuff. Just therapy? <laughs> yeah, lots on therapy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you were a chair, what celebrity would you want to sit on you? Um, his name's just gone straight out of my head. What's he in? Um, Henry Cavill. I want one. Henry Cavill specifically dressed as the Witcher. Mm-hmm. Please and thank you. I know. Yeah, look, that's, that's you've got to specify. Yeah. So um, that the the posters when before the Witcher actually came out, um, literally have written an entire face series in my head because literally every single time I'd see one of those posters, a new scene would come into my head of like what I'm going to write in this face series eventually. That's awesome. So like that man, oh, mm. so good. He's he's very like. I don't know. He he's a quiet achiever too. <laughs> like a lot of people. King don't. of the nerds. King mm. of the nerds. I, there is nothing better to me than like a man building his own computer and then also looking like Henry Cavill. Jesus right. God. Yes. Yeah. I have a thing for hackers. So he's very nice. If you had a superpower, what would it be? Um. listen (laughs) if we're talking real world things I would love to be able to uh go without sleep and have it not affect me at all like absolutely imagine how much you could get achieved right because I am um such a I'm so at the whim of my sleep if I don't get like a good nine hours my brain just does not turn on so real life that's that is 100% what I would pick if we're talking fun stuff, I would I would probably want Griffin's powers because I love the idea of being able to just turn people off, being like, yes. they're like talking shit and it's like, boop, you're done. <laughs> no more <laughs> of that. <laughs> yes, love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We cannot wait to see what's going to happen in the Ties That Bond series. Like, you'll be hearing from us as each book is released. We can tell you our thoughts, uh, especially in relation to Knox. Um, (laughs) Yes, we hope to chat to you again soon. Thank you so much for having me. It's been very, very fun talking about uh, how much you hate all my favourite characters. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, I love that.